0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. Now, when we talk about financial freedom, one of the best ways to get there is by building up passive income through real estate, by buying and holding income properties, whether that's a a portfolio of single family houses like I do, or one or even more multifamily apartments. You you can do both. Rental real estate will get you to that financial freedom. But here's what happens. If you start to go down that path, you're going to quickly find out that there are a lot of negative voices lingering in the background. And you've heard it before. All they talk about are tenants, taxes and toilets. Well, that certainly has a nice ring to it. Nice alliteration. I like that. Tenants, taxes and toilets. But it's a big myth. It's, it's meant to scare you. And, and I'll show you how to do it right so that there's nothing to fear. The three T's, tenants, taxes and toilets. We'll talk about those. And I actually want to bring up another three, uh, three T's that I have, you know, I've had on my radar lately. No pun intended. That's thunderstorms, trees and, and tornadoes. And, and, you know, those are not a myth, they happen. I mean, we've seen a ton of natural disasters across the nation lately from, you know, major flooding in the Midwest, tornado outbreaks near me. I'm in, I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and across the Midwest, and of course, we you know, thinking back a couple of years, we had Hurricane Harvey in Houston and uh, Hurricane Michael that hit the, the Florida Panhandle, among others, so, you know, these things happen. But we're gonna talk about that and, and we're gonna talk about how we can manage through those as well. But but here, here's how it goes. When, when you when you start to think about getting into rental real estate, maybe buying a house, just a single family rental, you, you start to talk about it. and again, you hear that negative talk from the folks around you. You know this this could be your uncle Lonnie, right? He went in and, and bought a foreclosure, bought a foreclosed house, just kind of shooting from the hip, did a, did a goofy job renovating the house, you know, over rehab the man cave because that's what was important to him and left the kitchen counters in, in disarray and out of level. You know, I've seen this happen. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen it done wrong, trust me. And, and then, of course, he couldn't get it rented or rented to the wrong folks and eventually sold the, pay, you know, sold the place for a loss after a few years. Or it might be your financial planner. You know, if they don't sell you that hot new annuity and you buy a rental house instead, which is effectively an annuity, well, he's not going to get his commission. So he's certainly going to warn you about all the pitfalls of, of rental real estate. And I'll tell you, there are plenty of gurus out there that want to sell you on their house flipping program. We see them all the time. We hear them on the radio all the time. HDTV has made them very prevalent and they're certainly going to warn you against rentals. But by the way, flipping a house, it's nothing more than another job. In fact, the IRS views the income that you earn from house flipping as earned income, not as passive income like rentals. As soon as you sell that house, you're going to burn through that cash in no time. Then you got to go find another one and repeat. So again, it becomes a job. So again, you hear this phrase all the time. It's from people that that effectively want to discourage you. Tenants, taxes, and toilets. Your uncle Lonnie, you know, he hears what you're up to and he says, Oh no, no, no. I I went down that road. You're going to have nothing but problems with tenants, taxes, and toilets because he sure did. He did it wrong. And your financial, financial planner, they're going to say, Hey, no way, stay away from real estate tenants, taxes, and toilets. Buy this annuity instead. Well, he's got an ulterior ulterior motive there. And of course that house flipping guru wants to sell you his program. So, so you get it. Look, this is all a myth and it's just meant to scare you so i want to go through those i want to talk about tenants i want to talk about toilets and i want to talk about taxes so we're gonna we're gonna break those apart for you and i'm probably gonna spend most of my time today talking about tenants because that is the biggest part of this business it is a people business okay and let, let me say up front if if you're shy if you're kind of an introverted personality i will tell you that's me that's, that's me all over the place. I can sit in a, in a room by myself and talk to you, no problem, but put me in a crowd, it, it gets a little more difficult. That's something you need to get over, not just when it comes to working with tenants, but real estate is, it's, it's a relationship business, okay? You, you have to get out, you have to network, you have to build teams, and we're gonna talk a lot about teams today, so you need to get over that shyness and, and, and really learn to, to manage that. Now, if it's tenants that we're talking about, you've got some options there. Okay, if you just don't want to have to deal with tenants at all, you can still invest in real estate. You've got two great options out there. First and foremost, you can become a passive investor in a multifamily deal in apartments. You just have to shop around, educate yourself on on, on that process, and find a good lead investor. He's the guy that's, or she, lots of of women doing this as well. They're they're the, the folks that are going to put these deals together, and they're going to handle everything. They're going to deal with those tenants for you you don't have to worry about it they're going to handle whatever rehab goes into getting that apartment up and going you don't have to worry about it you just sit back and you collect your mail your your mailbox money every quarter that's apartments alternatively maybe you say well i kind of like houses i understand those a little better Uh, they're not quite so scary to me you can still be a single family investor without having to handle tenants you just need to hand off your houses to a property manager now be aware of course if you do that You're going to have to pay a portion of your your gross rent that's going to vary depending on where you're listening if you're in another state couldn't tell you what's what's normal there in texas sometimes we'll see 10 percent of gross rents i've seen it go as low as five a lot's going to depend on like i said your state and you know the size of your portfolio it's negotiable if you're coming to a property manager with 10 20 houses you 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 bet you can deal with them now i want to talk about the last option which is self-managing Um, That's what we do. That's what my wife and I do. That's what I'm very familiar with in the single family sphere. So I want to talk about that. And and there is an option that's kind of in between. When you choose to self-manage your property, you can still work with a leasing agent, and that saves you a lot of the headache up front. You just put that that whole task of finding a tenant into the hands of that, that leasing agent. It may cost you some. Uh, here in the area, I typically see anywhere from 50 to 100% of rent, and you get what you pay for here. We've gone that 50% route; it didn't work out very well. We wound up firing that property or that uh, leasing agent and going a different route. But again, that's negotiable. But it can be well worth it. You know, they'll do some of that background digging for you. Uh, they'll do all of the searching for you, so they they manage that process. Um, and another thing you can do if you do choose to self-manage: once you've got that tenant in place, you don't have to let them know that you are the owner some people will act as the management company, quote unquote, when they meet that tenant, they'll just present themselves as, as the management company. They probably already own that house in an LLC, so it's a little less apparent to the tenant if they do any dig, uh, digging into the house. But you know, it, it creates a certain a certain amount of separation for you. It gives you a little bit of leverage if that tenant comes to you, the quote unquote property manager, well, you gotta take it back to the owner, discuss, buy some time, whatever you need. Now, personally, our tenants know that we own the properties That we're a small local business, and I find that there's some goodwill that comes with that. So you've got to decide what what do you want how do you want to approach this? What's gonna work better for you? Are you the property manager or are you the owner? You know, think about that. Now, the most important thing you can do when, when you start shopping around for a tenant, you've gone through your rehab, you've fixed up this house, it's it's in great shape, everything's ready to go. You've really got to put a lot of time and thought into finding that tenant. This is the most important thing, screening and due diligence, okay? This is critical. If you are sloppy or you make a poor choice, you've got to live with that for the length of the lease. That may be a 12-month lease. We'll occasionally do 24-month terms. It depends. So be super, super diligent. And here's how I want you to approach this. You're gonna put your listing up on the MLS if you're working with a leasing leasing agent or maybe you're an agent yourself, you're gonna put it out, you're gonna advertise. Before you do that, you need to think about your screening criteria. When you start to get these calls or your agent starts to get these calls and people want to apply, you need to know what are my criteria? How am I going to approve or deny any given applicant? Okay? And you need to give them a copy of the screening criteria and you need to have them sign it because if you decline them for any reason, on your list you're, you're, you're covered okay you've taken an application fee in, in most cases it mean, may be 45 50 60 dollars whatever you choose but you want to you want to have yourself covered if, if you do decline you don't want to have to be chased by this tenant for that for that refund okay another big thing you absolutely need to do is get a valid driver's license or other id up front you need to make sure that the person that's in front of you or presenting themselves is actually this person on paper okay we've we've seen this before someone will use somebody else's id clearly the picture is is totally different person so you need to check this thing it it happens more frequently than you might think okay and the things you need to start thinking about on your screening criteria sheet is items like income how much income does the household have to make in order to qualify typically you're going to say three times the rent so if the rent is a thousand dollars the household needs to bring in gross you know before taxes about 3k All right. If you're charging a little bit higher end property, two thousand dollars rent, you need to bring in six K per month for the for the household. Okay? are you going to have a minimum credit score? Right. I've seen houses listed where there is no credit score requirement. Uh, We also have seen them where there's a 650 minimum or 700. So think about these criteria. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about what you need to think about around evictions, around bankruptcies. Do you take foreclosures? What about a criminal history? What about a pet policy? Do I want to take cats? Do I want to take dogs? This is all important stuff and stuff you need to think about before you even list that house. So if you've got any questions for me today, you can give us a call at 877-711-5211. That's 877-711-5211. Or you can send me an email if you're that shy guy that I mentioned at the top of the show. You can send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c that's AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, and this is Andy Webb. And ah, Okay, Mr. Producer tells me we're going to break in a minute, so we've got a little bit more time than expected. So uh, I'll repeat that number here in just a second so you can give us a call if you've got any questions around screening criteria. But uh, we were talking about credit score, and what I want to in- impart to you here is what's your minimum You know, is it 600? What if they come in at 550? You know what, you do have options as a landlord. You need to look at what state you're in and do some research. But here in Texas, we can increase the security deposit. So uh, on my screening criteria, I believe that we go down to 600. Below that, we'll go down to 500. Below 500, we won't go any further. But in that that window from five to 600, we require a double deposit. So if my rent is 1,000 and my security deposit is 1050, they have a 550 credit score. We're gonna immediately double that to, uh, what is that, 2,100. Okay, and we'll carry on with this uh, discussion around screening criteria when we continue after the break. Again, the number here, if you want to give us a call, it's 877-711-5211. That's 877-711-5211. This is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, and this is Andy Webb.
0: Austin's Talk 1370.
1: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we're helping you form a more effective roadmap to your financial freedom by really digging into some of the meat around uh, real estate investing, and in particular, talking about some of those topics we hear thrown about about tenants, taxes, and toilets. I hear it from. Uh, You know, house flipping gurus, I hear it from financial planners, they want to keep you out of the passive income business. And I'm really dissecting those with you today and we're we're digging into the tenant piece of that puzzle. First of all, that's that's a big piece for for most people that self-manage like I do. And we're going to get back to screening criteria. It's a critical, critical part of your business, setting up a screening criteria, determining who you're going to let into your house and who you're not. Okay, having that in writing. Before we continue with that, we do have a call from Fami in Irving, Texas, with a question about invoicing. Fami, are you there?
0: Yeah. Hey, Andy. Uh, Enjoyed listening to your show. Um, Some good advice you gave. So the question I have is uh, very similar to what you're describing, guys, to self-manage. But what do you guys use for invoicing tenants, right, on a regular monthly basis? Uh, I always seem to struggle with that part.
1: Now I, I, I'm going to assume you do not mean invoicing for the rent, but for some sort of maintenance uh, recharges, or what? What are we talking uh, about? Oh
0: no, I I actually mean for the rent and uh, first month deposit, the uh, security deposit for both.
1: Okay, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't formally create an invoice, personally, I don't formally create an, an, an invoice for either of those. The, the lease that we use dictates that a security deposit is due at, at a certain date, you know, actually at least signing in most cases, you'll have to review your lease. So that, that already dictates what we have to do there. So I don't know that you need to create an invoice for that. Uh, and the same is true of the rent. The lease provides that hey, rent is due, fill in the blanks, whatever your lease says. Mine says it's, it's due on the 1st, it's late by the 3rd. Right, so that's you'll see some variability there, but um, I, I don't know that you need to create a lease. So do you have to your create an deposit
0: <laughs> into your account.
1: We do. We use uh, electronic payment. There, there are a ton of ACH type providers out there that um, will, will will withdraw from the tenant's account and deposit in yours. You know, over the course of a couple of days. So uh, do do a search online on Google, and 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 you'll find there are a ton a ton of products out there. And if if you're interested, uh, okay, I want to mention. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just I'm wanted just to ask, mention.
0: Uh, is there any fees associated with
1: those? Uh... It, it's going to vary. It's going to vary. It's going to vary by the number of properties that you have. It's going to vary by provider. There are some that are free, but I think a little bit higher risk. You know, I've heard of people using Venmo. It makes me a little nervous. I've heard people use Zelle, which is a new product that a lot of the banks are using but there's no recourse if that goes to the wrong account so i'd be very careful with those so just do some digging on google and you know talk to other investors out in the field as well see what they're using and if you're interested i do want to mention this because you're in irving you're right down the road from the the lifestyles offices they're having one of the free workshops coming up this thursday i want to say at 6 30 um right there in irving so if you'll go check out lifestylesunlimited.com, there's a, a button somewhere on there where you can you know find out how to register if that's if that's something you want to check out but it's it's pretty informative and you can probably get some more some more information there so thank you thanks thanks a lot for your call, Famy okay so thank you. i'm going to carry on with our screening criteria because again i find this is the the most critical part of of the business here uh we talked about uh income we need to see three times the rent we talked about minimum credit score I actually pulled up my 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 screening criteria sheet sheet here, I just have a one pager Um, credit scores. You know, I'm looking for 600 and above for a regular security deposit between five and 600. We're going to double that. Right. I tell that up front. So tenant knows going in or the applicant knows going in. Um, And if the score is below 500, we're going to we're just going to deny the application outright. Um, We talk about rental or mortgage history. We want to see two years of verifiable rental history. Or if they're a former homeowner, that happens. People move. Uh, we want to see two years of mortgage history. That basically that they made on-time payments, no evictions. That's that's just a red flag, no go straight out the gate. Um, foreclosures, you know, you got to think about that a little bit. You know, if you go back to 2008 to 2010, 2011, a lot of people were getting foreclosed upon. Our very first tenants actually had lost their house to foreclosure. They had a, a considerable funds in the bank account. They both had great jobs. We, we said, you know what, we're going to gonna give it a go. They, they were with us for almost six years. Um, they, they moved for, for another job, in fact, out of town. So, you know, think about the foreclosure. A lot of people say no way, none of that. But I, I, I think you're, you're losing a, a decent pool of renters there if, if, if you forego that. Um, background? You know, we don't want to see any convictions, felony convictions in the last five years, but you have to be careful here. I'm going to tell you here in just a second about uh, disparate impact and and where you need to be careful. And we're also going to talk a little bit more about that pet policy, dogs, cats, uh, emotional support, animals. That's a big topic that's come up lately. So if you've got any questions for me, like FAMI did, you can call me at 877-711-5211. Again, that's 877-711-5211 or send me an email to AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. That's AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will continue in just a moment as we wrap up our discussion on tenants and jump on into toilets.
0: you should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970, or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970, or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. Talk
1: 1370, the right choice. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom by talking about tenants, taxes, and toilets. But we've just about broken down the tenant side of the equation, and we're going to jump into toilets, not literally, uh, just here in a second, and talk briefly about taxes. But I do have a caller on the line. I have uh, Debbie Ann uh, from Carrollton. Hi, Debbie Ann. Uh, How can I help you?
0: Hi. How do you figure out uh, what you should charge for rent on a house?
1: Well, if, if you're working by yourself, well, let's get to that in a second. If you're working with a leasing agent, they're going to figure that out for you. What they're going to do is they're going to run, well, I would call them sold comps, rent comps in the area to see what other houses similar to yours are renting for. And they're going to be able to tell you whether well, uh-huh. it's 1000 or 1500 whatever. That's what you have to do as well. So if you're not a realtor and not working with one, then you've just got to get access to those those comps. So try to find someone in your, in your neighborhood that's a realtor. They're typically willing to help, you know, maybe for free, just, just, with the thought in the back of their head, well, down the line, Debbie Ann's going to give me some business, so I'll help her out this time and, and, and run some, some some rent comps for her. But you just got to look at, at your okay. neighborhood, and see what's, what what houses are renting for. And I'll tell you one other thing. When you're driving around, if you see those kind of DIY, you know, do-it-yourself, uh, four rent house, uh, signs mm-hmm. in front of a house, call the number and, and ask, ask the owner or whoever's uh, on the other end what, what they're renting their house for, what it looks like, and that sort of thing. You'll get a ton of information that way.
0: Are you trying? Do you need to recoup your, your payment on the house? Our house payment is eighteen hundred and seventy five dollars a month, and we've been transferred to Oklahoma City, so we're gonna have to rent mm-hmm. our house out. I don't want to sell it because we're only transferred for two years.
1: I guess And our yeah. house payment yeah.
0: is eighteen seventy five a month. So do we yeah. try to recoup the whole amount or?
1: Absol- yeah, if if, if, rent, if rents in the area will support it, you absolutely do. You don't want to make a loss on, on the house. So, you know, you're in Carrollton. I, I don't know in which part. I know Carrollton very well. Um, rents are at that level or higher. So, if your house is you know finished outright, that that shouldn't be a problem to at least meet your, your you know your I'm your mortgage. i better in fast the pool, So. Yeah. You. you yeah, talk to a, talk to a realtor, get them to comp the house for you, um, and and they should be able to okay. set you, you know set set you in the right direction. But I, I would I would think you could I, you. I would think you could get that. You bet, no problem. So ahead of the break, we were <clears throat> excuse me continuing our discussion on screening criteria, and, and I was just diving into criminal history. The the thing I want you to be careful with uh, when you're setting your your uh, your rules around that. You know we we've got no felony convictions within the last five years you don't want to go back too far um hud has some new rulings out around something called disparate impact uh, do a google search on that see what that, that that implies but um you you can get yourself into trouble if you're if you're setting those uh, requirements too far back nowadays you know no violent offenders all day long no problem will will we'll restrict that uh duis dwis you know you might want to double your deposit for that um if if the, there's been any history in the past that could occur again and and I'll tell you Quite, quite honestly, in, in my seven years of doing this, I've only had one eviction. It was the second house we did. Uh, I didn't. All these things I'm telling you right here, uh, yeah, I wasn't quite following the roadmap I should have at the time, and we let someone in that had a, a DUI, and guess what? He wound up going to jail again. He missed, missed out on his job, couldn't make his rent. We evicted, so that was the one time that I've had to deal with that, so I, I'm, I'm very familiar with that one personally. So let's move on to our four-legged friends just quickly. Pet policy, you need to set, set that up front. Are you going to allow cats? Are you not? Are you gonna allow dogs or not? Check with your insurance provider if you allow dogs. There are a lot of breeds out there that are on the no, no-go no list for insurance providers nowadays. Think along the lines of pit bulls, uh, chows, Dobermans, German Shepherds. I love them, but they're, they're on that list. Huskies, I'm, I was pretty surprised when I talked with my insurance carrier uh, to see just what animals they had on there. Um, and another, another hot topic nowadays is the emo- emotional support animal. Uh, this is also an area that you need to handle with care. Um, you need to have a process in place. You need to have paperwork on how you're going to handle an applicant that has an emotional support animal. You have every right to do some digging. You cannot ask what their um, disability is. Don't go there, but you can ask about the animal. Uh, you can ask for a doctor's note in, 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 in essence, um, but you can't charge any pet fees. If it's a legitimate uh, emotional support animal or a service animal, you can't charge any pet fees. Pet deposits or pet rents. Okay, now if the animal does damage when they move out, you can certainly go after their regular security deposit or bill them for any, you know, excess charges. So let's talk about due diligence. We've got this application uh, from from a tenant. They, you know, we've we shown them our screening criteria. They've signed. Now you got to dig deep. Okay, you got to dig deep and do that due diligence. Okay, they're going to give you some contact numbers for employers and landlords. Try to find those on your own. Do a Google search. Okay, sometimes those numbers go to their Aunt Mary or or their cousin. So you got to be real careful. Okay. Um, find the corporate number online. If it's their employer, if they're in an apartment, find that uh, central office number there. Just don't trust the number that they give you. They may be the best people all day long. You might, you may wind up renting to them, but be very, very careful. Okay. You're going to want to ask for 30 day pay stubs. Look closely at those as well, because they can be forged. I've seen it happen. Okay. If they're self-employed, We're going to want to see two years tax returns and three months of the most recent bank statements, okay? Again, it's the exact same thing that mortgage underwriters look at, so why shouldn't we, okay? Hey, this is Andy Webb with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're going to carry on with our topic of toilets and taxes when we get back from the break. If you have any any questions for me, you can call me at 877-711-5211. That's 877-711-5211. Or send me an email at askandy at com. That's askandy at l-u-i-n-c.com. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple
0: of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? Talk 137, the
1: right choice. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom by talking about tenants and getting ready to get someone into our house. How do we find a tenant? Uh, do we use a leasing agent? We can do it ourselves. And once we get that application process underway, you know, what do we need to look out for? How do we do our due diligence? What do we need to keep an open eye for? And we did, I did get a call uh, over the break. I didn't speak with Karen directly. My, my producer did. But but she had a pretty broad question, simply, how, how do I become a real estate investor? And it's a it's a valid question. It's a great question. And I didn't get Karen's location. Karen, if, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, we have a, a free workshop that's coming up this Thursday on June 27th at 630 um, it's about two hours, hour and a half, two hours, a, 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 an investor like myself, real experienced guy or gal will be will be presenting uh, and talking about the five ways that we make money in, in real estate, the, the seven principles on, on how we run our business and operate our lives, really. And, and they'll go into some case studies around the numbers of single family investing and apartment or multifamily investing so that you as someone new to this sphere, can can make an informed decision on, you know, which direction is better for me. Um, so go check that out. If you go to lifestylesunlimited.com, you can find a button to register. And again, that's here in Dallas on Thursday. Uh, again, I didn't catch your location. So if you're in San Antonio, also on Thursday at 630 this June 27th, they're having a free workshop uh, coming up in Houston, there's one on Saturday at nine. So if you if you need need the weekend, you can get that taken care of. And then moving into to July, uh, I believe it's on the ninth uh, here in Dallas and in Houston and North Austin on on Tuesday. Uh, uh, there there will be a free workshop at six thirty. So check those out. Now, if you're outside of the DFW or outside of the Texas area, we do these actually nationally. So go to that same website. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Uh, go to the free workshop. There's a button there for free workshop. Uh, and you can see there's a map of the U.S. So you can check around your area and see if we've got one coming up uh, where you're at. Again, if you're not if you're not here in Texas, so we were just talking about doing our due diligence when we're preparing to uh, move someone into our house. And you know, I mentioned employer and landlord. You wanna you wanna call those. You wanna get that number yourself if you can. Uh, call the current one and call the prior one. Let me tell you just a really quick story. My wife does this part of the process for us, and um, we had an applicant at a house recently, and everything looked great on paper. You know, he was making some pretty good money. He had the pay stubs, right? We asked for pay stubs. He had those. Um, but when she called the employer, now we'd gotten this application on a Sunday. When she called the following week, the following business week, she talked to the employer. Turns out this guy had been laid out at the start of the prior week, so you got to do that due diligence. That guy, that income that he presented that made him look so great went away, didn't work. Current and previous landlord called those guys as well. The previous one is probably more important. If that's a rough tenant, that current landlord wants to get, get rid of, what do you think they're going to tell you? Everything's roses. Hey, yeah, he's great. Let him move in. Take him off my hands. Okay, so don't just call the current one, but call the previous one as well. Um, You know, if it's apartment complexes, like I said, find that number online. Don't don't go off of what they've given you. I've we've called multiple times and gotten clearly Aunt Sally. I don't know who it was, uh, but 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 not 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 the landlord. Um, credit and background check, be sure to do that. It's going to cost you some money, but you're going to charge an application fee, so you're just going to pass that on through, okay? If you're a Lifestyles member, you've got access to the vendor hub, so you can do some research there. There are a number of providers that will do that background check for you. And, and I'll tell you, that vendor hub is worth its weight in gold, not just for the, the, the credit and, and background check side of side of things, but all all of the vendors, HVAC suppliers, everything that we, we have access to is, is super. Um, and when you're doing that review of their credit report, you know, you're going to wa- want to watch for a couple of things. Utilities collections, okay, that's a big red flag. If they're not paying their electric bill and they're not paying their water bill, what do you think is going to happen? They're, they're not too concerned about their living situation, are they? That becomes an issue. Medical debt, that's that's hotly debated, you know. Some credit scores nowadays, nowadays don't even take that into consideration. So you're going to need to decide, do you? Okay, we personally look at all debt as debt and, and certainly take take that all that bigger picture into, into account keyword here key message here take your time like i said if you're going to be with this person or family for 12 to maybe 24 months depending on your lease term so do your due diligence don't rush don't rush like i did on that second house you know to make a decision when really time's on your side okay And speaking of lease terms don't be afraid to go with a shorter or longer lease to have your term end at a better time of year we just did a lease up in january it's a little bit harder to find uh, tenants or residents at that point but we did a year and a half to put us in may of the following year you know everyone was happy with that they get a little bit longer term lock in their rent it's a win-win for everybody so again do your due diligence up front before you give possession of the house to a tenant um, and you'll have smooth sailing down down the line okay or go be a passive investor in an apartment even better If if it's too busy, if you're too busy to ask any questions about today's topic, you can email me at AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. That's AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. And when we come back, we spend a lot of time talking about these tenants. Um, I'm going to talk to you just quickly about toilets and taxes when the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues.
0: 1970.
1: The right choice. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. And today we've been working on your financial freedom by talking about tenants, taxes and toilets. Well, really, we talked a lot about tenants. I'm going to jump into that toilet again uh, now. And, you know, we we hear that all the time. Tenants, taxes and toilets. Don't get into real estate. All these bad things are going to happen to you. Well, you know what? Toilets. The notion is that you're going to get this call at midnight because the toilet's overflowing. Do you really think I get calls at midnight about overflowing toilets? In seven years, it has never happened once. You know, and if that and if that's the one thing that scares you, again, you can be a passive investor. You know, go go join uh, a, a lead, get into a, an investment deal, uh, buying multifamily and uh, apartment deals as a passive. Then you don't have anything to worry about. Or If you prefer to go the single family route you know you can use a property manager let them absorb those those calls again it doesn't happen it hasn't happened for me anyhow we do things right you got to remember we're operating under the philosophy we talk about here at lifestyles all the time best product best price best people so we go in when we buy that house and we renovate it okay we take care of all those things that could become concerns we take care of those up front so maintenance should be minimal at least for the first number of years okay um, again, best product. You should also be doing regular inspections of the house at a minimum annually around lease renewal. Okay, quarterly is even better. You want to get in there and see what needs to be repaired and get it taken care of. Look, this this will keep your tenants happy and hopefully long term, and it'll keep your asset in good shape for you as well, right? And if your portfolio starts to get a little bit larger, that can take some time. That's a great time to put a good handyman to work. You know, give him a give him a budget, send him out with an agreed budget for immediate repairs. If he finds some small stuff, um, and if it's something larger, just ha- you know, agree with him that he'll call you first. Okay, um, we will pay contractors. You know, we'll, we'll pay for materials rather at Home Depot. They'll do the labor. Invoice at, invoices at the end. So that that works out great. It's it's really pretty simple. And you should be servicing your HVAC regularly. Okay. Uh, both your AC, that's uh, HVAC, is, uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. So you want to do that seasonally, uh, once in the springtime ahead of the hot summer months for your AC, and then once in the fall time, or in the fall ahead of the winter time for, uh, for your furnace. Um, and guess what? When your AC guy goes out there, ask him to look around. Tell him, hey, look, let me know if something seems out of line. You know, I've been using the same guy for years now, and, and he'll give me the heads up on occasion, okay, and I'll have a conversation with the tenants, or maybe go check it out myself. Um, and I've got another buddy, an investor, that that's how he found out there was a dog on the property that shouldn't have been there, okay, uh, prohibited by the lease. So uh, talk to your AC guy or any other contractors that, that you have going in on a, a regular basis. And, and these inspections, you know, I said at a minimum annually, ideally do that ahead of the lease renewal because you want to see that everything's in good shape, you know. Make sure that tenant isn't tearing stuff up before you renew the lease, okay. Now at move-in, when you move the tenant in, you want to set expectations up with them at move-in time, okay. You know, what do you expect from your tenant and what can they expect from you? And a lot of this will be dictated in your lease. okay? and and a lot of the times what, what I'm talking about comes down to tenant training. okay? you know, in our lease, it says all maintenance requests have to be in writing. okay? and that move in, I stress to them, look, I operate office hours Monday through Friday. You know, if it's an emergency, absolutely call. AC not cooling to 72 degrees in mid-August, by the way, is not an emergency, but it comes down to tenant training. We've got some older residents that prefer to call. I encourage them to send that email. I want that paper trail, etc. cetera. i got a few people that text, but over time, you can kind of direct them, okay? And you need to know your trades, and you need to have a backup, okay? Uh, You've got to have a go-to AC guy, but have a backup. They get pretty busy in, in, in the summertime, you know? We've got a go-to plumber, but we have a backup because, again, they get pretty busy. Same with our roofer. You know, you, you get the picture. Um, and I'll tell you, nothing bugs me more than not knowing how to handle a problem. If something new comes up, we looked at a house one time that had a swarm of bees, honey bees in the garage. I've never dealt with that one. So what do we do? Well, we go and talk to our network. We talk to our lifestyles, mentors, uh, maybe the vendors, if it's relevant or other investors. And we get some, some tips and some tricks like you are today. Um, and then we run with it next time that happens, well, we know what to do. So. Taxes, you know, I don't want to dive into that too much. There are really two types. we got our property type. We can protest those. Problem solved, hopefully. And income taxes, and we've, we've heard it multiple times, you know, we don't really pay taxes on our cash flow due to something called depreciation. And when we go to sell that property, guess what? We can do a 1031 exchange, and, well, that that saves us on the capital gains tax. So I kind of rushed through the last one. Uh we focused a lot on tenants and that's like I said that is the probably the most critical part. Uh that's where you really need to focus your time when you're in the rental business because you got to live with those po- live with those folks uh, so to speak for a year for two, you know, 24 months whatever it is. So look We want to help you create a more effective roadmap to your financial future. I mentioned the free workshop that we've got going on uh, here in the Dallas area, uh, down in Houston, down in San Antonio, in Austin. And we, in fact, you know, we've got those going on around the country. So if if you want to find out more about that, um, I invite you to call us at 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565, or go check out LifestylesUnlimited.com, and you can register there for the free workshop. Again, that's here in all, all around Texas and all across the nation, so find out uh, when the next one will be by you. It's the next step on your road to financial freedom. And you can check us out on air every day of the week and enjoy our podcast anytime at LifestylesUnlimited.com. Just click on the radio, ca- uh, radio tab. This is Andy Webb, and I thank you a bunch for listening. I appreciate the calls today, and I look forward to talking to you again soon on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And always, please remember, it's not about the money. It's all about the lifestyle.